Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Ann. And we are once again two brick gamers. Woohoo! And we're back for part two of our earlier episode where we talked all kinds of Xbox and things that we'd done over the last six months, but uh, rather surprisingly, we hadn't really touched on PlayStation y stuff. No, so now you should have your cup of tea, strap yourself in, and here we go. Where are we going? Uh, to the PlayStation. Fantastic. So. I, I just thought it was a good thing to say. No, it's fine. It sounded enough. like a. I don't know, something like Dave Benson Phillips would say in the 1990s. Very nice. Philip Schofield sat in the uh, broom closet. So, Ant, what have you been playing on PlayStation these last six months? I have been playing a wide variety of games. Good answer. Shall we start with where we mentioned earlier? Where did we mention earlier? Resident Evil 8. Resident Evil, yeah. Z-Village. Go ahead. Yeah, so we've both played a bit of this. Well, we've both completed it. Yeah, uh, which is the very surprising thing for me because I've played a horror game all the way through to completion for the first time in many, <laughs> many years. No, fair play to you, man. Obviously, horror games are a big thing for me. Um, obviously, for myself, I didn't find it that scary, but uh, I'm assuming you did. I, I'm going to say 95% of the game I didn't necessarily find that scary. Good. I can guess what that 5% is. Yeah. <laughs> so, how st- it's been out a couple of months. So can we cover spoilers, do you reckon? Well, okay, if you've not played Resident Evil 8 Village and you want to and not be spoiled, uh, don't listen to the next 5 or 10 minutes. Yeah. We'll say 5 minutes just to be safe and then we'll waffle on about something else. So, th- there are 5 bosses you have to kill during... Or Resident Evil Village. There are, yeah. It's kind of split up into, first of all, four boss areas and then one big boss at the end. Yeah, and you... All of the marketing has been focused towards the first boss. Yep. So Lady Dimitrescu... Lady Dimitrescu, the uh, seven-foot vampire lady that everyone is thirsting over. Well, I think she's about nine or ten foot, isn't she? Oh, well, yeah, look whatever at her. she is. <laughs> yeah, her, her and her three daughters. So she's boss one. So they haven't really, with the marketing, spoiled a lot of what goes on after her. No. And so with what scared me, I am going to cover what comes after her. And actually, it's it's the second area. Yeah. It's uh, the, the, the doll maker, the doll... But Beneviento, is yeah, that something? Yeah, and she's had a traumatic past with... Is it a daughter's died or something? Oh man, I can't remember those kinds of details. Oh, but yeah, uh, you're useless. <laughs> um, yeah, it's something to do with a traumatic past, and she she's able to control inanimate objects, but they're all dolls that she really controls. Yeah, and she can also mm. cause people to have hallucinations by using the pollen of a particular flower she grows in her garden. Yes, and um, there's a certain you go into a house. Actually, the whole area itself is quite short. Hmm. But you, you go into the house, there's a bit of exploration, and then you end up going to uh, the basement of the house, kind of where the um, this kind of uh, like a, a, a factory lab kind of area downstairs where she creates I mean, the dolls. Yeah, it's almost like a workshop, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, that, that was the word I was looking for, and that's where factory <laughs> whatever games up. I mean, there, there is a factory in the game, but it comes much later. Yeah, and uh, there is... Because you're on uh, the hallucinogenic powers of the plant, and you've kind of lost the ability of using any weapon in the game at this point, and you're being chased by a manifestation 
of a stillborn child. Yeah, it's quite grim. Yeah. It's, it's pretty grim, I suppose. And uh, I'd put it up there in the, the top five most horrifying things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I kind of... I, I'm going to say now, I completely cheated. I used a walkthrough so I knew where to go, when to go there, and how <laughs> to get there as quick as I could to do that section of the game. Nice. Because I'd, I'd already seen a video of it, so I knew it was coming. So when it came, I, I kind of got through it as quickly as I could. Well, for, for me, I, I noticed that there were... Before the whole chase thing happens, you're kind of just wandering around looking for various keys and so forth to get into a door which takes you down to a well. But before all of that, I was, I was looking around and I noticed there were cupboards that you could go into and close the doors in, so I was expecting some kind of chase. Yeah. So even before the whole thing came along, I was like, okay, well, that's where I can go if I need to, that's where I can go if I need to. And yeah, I just kind of went that way about it. Yeah, I, I used my knowledge of it not being there to find my way around, knew what I was doing, knew where I'd run, knew when it was going to come out at me. So yes, I, I may have cheated a little <laughs> bit at that. But other than that, the, the game is actually, it's a fantastic game. Oh yeah, um, And I don't think the game is actually that scary. Um, I mean, there's a couple of jump scares around and... Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even close to as scary as 7. No. No, 7 was much more horrifying than this. I, yeah, it's a great little game. But I will say that it is little. It is short to me. It does seem like it's not... It is, but there's quite a lot of replay value when you go in with all the New Game Plus stuff to do. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I haven't started a second run through, have you? I have, yes. And um, because I managed to fully upgrade the first pistol that you get, I've now got that with infinite ammo. Cool. So, that's, that's a fun little thing. Yeah, there's some of the extras you can unlock once you've completed it once. And there is an extra hard mode you uh, unlock once you've it, completed it once. Is it Village of Shadows? Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is based on the... Uh, or the, the, the name of the little Carly, book, yeah. the, the Carly book, the storybook that you have at the beginning that uh, uh, your wife is reading to your little girl. Indeed, but yeah, that's a that's a great game. That's uh, I spent. Uh, I've got to say, I, I was slow because I, one, I like to collect as much as I can. Although I, I've missed quite a bit compared to Ian, and <laughs> two, I just yeah. Didn't want to scare myself too much. So I'd play it in short bursts. No, I, I had a thing. Ian likes playing those kind of games with the headset on, dark nights, yep. curtains closed. Only way to do it. I would only play that game with the lights on, <laughs> uh, daytime, so bright light through everywhere, and I wouldn't play with the headset on. <laughs> and that was, that was me playing Resident Evil 8. But yeah, it got completed. Uh, I'm, I'm quite pleased with my... Congratulations. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> so yes, highly recommend it. If you haven't got it, uh, Resident Evil 8 is definitely a game to play. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to throw Returnal into the mix. Yeah, that was the game I was thinking of next as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a game by a studio called Housemark. Games before this have been like 2D shooters like Super Stardust and... Oh, what was the one on PlayStation 4? Ah, Resogun, that's the one. So it, it's it's been mainly fairly low budget shooters for them but they then decided to have a go at a roguelike third person action game and my word what a good job they did with yeah. it it looks absolutely stunning it's it's one of the earliest games to properly take advantage of what the ps5 can do in terms of graphics and loading time yep um yeah it, it's a gorgeous game and as with any roguelike or roguelite it's a case of you go through as far as you can uh, collecting whatever weapons and so forth you go along you die and you go back to the start again but with more knowledge 
there are some things that carry through, so any artifacts you've picked up kind of get added into a like a loot table, so there's a possibility they can turn up again. Any new weapons you find, it's similar. Uh, there's not too much that properly carries through other than permanent upgrades like a, uh, well, I'm going to call it a hook shot, but it's a grapple type thing as well. The ability to use a melee weapon, uh, certain keys stay with you forever. But generally it is a case of go as far as you can, do as much as you can, die and then restart. But it's done so brilliantly well. And I mentioned about the load times. When you die, you literally have a very short cutscene. You're straight back into the game again. Yeah. Even the uh, initial load time of the game, like going from the PlayStation dashboard into the game, is so quick. Yeah. There is like a, a couple of second loading screen. Because there isn't like... When you, when you first loaded into the game, there wasn't a start menu, was there? There was literally hmm. a little cutscene. It, it just straight in. straight in, yeah. And it's it's really impressive the way they do it. Yeah. And the, the controls as well, the, the way the game handles is fantastic. It's so responsive. And it, it just, there, there, there's no case of, oh, I pushed a button, it didn't do what I wanted it to. It will always do exactly what you want it to. And that's whether you're using your dash to get out of the way of things, whether you're jumping over stuff, or if you're just shooting from the hip at enemies. It's, and the, the, the way it works with like the adaptive triggers. So every gun you have has uh, essentially two firing modes. You've got a standard fire and your alt fire. You half press uh, L2 and it'll do standard fire whilst aiming. Fully press it, it brings out your alt fire. But when you do that half press, the button physically stops you from going any further unless you really put effort into it. Yeah, it does. It's just such a nice thing it's done. I guess um, I, I said to you, I think gameplay-wise, I think the closest thing we've got that I've played to it was something like Control. And I know, like, style of game, it's not. Yeah. But the game itself, the, the controls are a lot similar to the, um, the the style of control you have in Control. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're both very good games. But, yeah, Returnal, just, it, it, it looks, it's, uh, when, especially with the first area you're in, is a very dark area. Mm. But once you open that into the second and third areas, and I will quite happily sit here, hand on heart, I haven't got this far. I've seen <laughs> Ian play it and know he's got this far, so I've seen the second and third Yeah, it's that case where I thought, I'll have one, one quick go, and then that turned to an hour and a half where I yeah. the second area and then the third area. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sat there waiting for a game of Apex Legends, and he was uh, on well, his yeah, best so run ever. As soon as I die, we'll, we'll go into it, and I just wouldn't die. No. but uh, I, think you, I think you kind of killed yourself at the end, didn't you? <laughs> pretty much but yeah it's uh, that's a very good game very impressed with how that looks and works so next on the list ratchet and clank yeah ratchet and clank the most recent of our of our games this year hey, that's a very nicely done platform the loading again in that is uses the playstation's hard drive very well i did say playstation's hard drive you're looking yep. at me like it's an xbox <laughs> I was trying to throw you off. Yeah, I just can't distinguish between the two consoles. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it is an absolutely gorgeous game. It's it's an abs it's an absolute demonstration of what the PS5 can do. I mean, you're you're looking at Pixar film quality graphics on this. Yeah, but I mean, even when it zooms in, like you see the individual strands of hair on his head. It's a fantastic looking game, and it plays very well to boot. I mean, if you played any of the previous Ratchet and Clank's game, it it should be quite familiar to you third-person action shooter game with increasingly ridiculous weapons as you go along. Starting off with a fairly standard pistol, going to a shotgun, eventually having a gun that fires a sprinkler that turns people into hedges. So, yeah, fantastic My, my favourite one is the um, the pixelator. 
the one that turns everything into a eight uh, bit graphics. Yeah, the, the old pixelizer. Yeah, was well, it pixelizer? Uh, sorry, not pixelator. It's it's one of the two. I think they get different names as they upgrade. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's my favourite. I mean, see, I'm, I'm quite liking the Rhino just because it drops random other PlayStation IPs onto people. Uh, so you're further into the game than I am. So you've got that. <laughs> I don't. But yeah, it, it is quite good when you just drop a, uh, a robot dinosaur from Horizon on people, or Jack and Daxter, or on one occasion Sly Raccoon pops out at one point. But yeah, fantastic game. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Again, it's a really good example of the PlayStation's loading when you get to the areas that make use of the whole multi-dimensional thing and you just switch from one dimension to another. You're in the same space, but it loads up essentially a completely different level and it's instant. I think this is one of the things I would like to see and I don't I don't think we're going to see a good example of it, but a game that's like Returnal or Ratchet & Clank that came out for both consoles to see what a difference in load times would be. Mm. You know, one that's made to be specifically very fast loading. Yeah, because obviously the, the, the PS5 has a specially made SSD for it to essentially make it the fastest SSD money can buy. Yeah, even though the, the, the hard drive technically itself is not anything special, but it's the controller that runs the hard drive that is... Yeah. And I, I would like to see something, obviously it's never going to happen, but something like Ratchet & Clank or Return, or to see the speeds that that runs at on an mm. Xbox would be nice to see, just to get how fast the PlayStation version is yeah. of a game. But yeah, th- those are all good examples of the quality of the hardware we've been given. Well, I say given, paid a high price for. Well, so speaking of uh, games that really push the hardware we've been using on the PS5, I think it's only fair to talk about PGA 2K21, which has been the dark horse surprise for, for all of us in the last few months. Yeah, um, Ian had had this for a while. You brought it when he came I, out, I didn't got you? it, I think it was last September, October I bought it. I remember watching you play it and <laughs> going around in it, and you were enjoying it on your own, and then it was in a sale earlier in the year. And uh, I picked it up. And yeah, we have spent many hours playing 2K21. <laughs> I, I don't know PK. what it is. It's just, it's a golf game. It's just a golf game. I but think, it's horribly addictive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy controls. It's good, simple, fun. We play a lot of the um, uh, course designer courses. So anyone on the game can play the courses that are on there but you can also design your own courses upload them and then anyone could play them and we've been playing a lot of courses that are silly courses like crazy golf courses or yeah. all made as huge par sevens with like five thousand foot puts on each one <laughs> it's fun to see how some people have used the limits of what the game can do to create a golf hole yeah and then there's the courses that i pick which for some reason, always turn out to be some guy who decided to design a torture chamber with a golf game. Oh yes, and then upload it. But but yeah, I mean, you, you touched on the controls. The the controls in a normal golf game are: you press X, it does the power meter. You press X to stop it. It comes back down. There's a little white line. You press X to stop it on the line. That's your accuracy. Any spin, you do the left stick. This one is actually trying to simulate you doing a golf swing, in that the right stick is almost like your club. So you pull back on the right stick and you pull the stick back on the screen, you push the stick forward, the stick goes forward. And based on how straight a line you do, how fast you move that stick, dictates basically where your shot's going to go. It's weird, because it sounds like it should put some kind of skill wall on it, but 
I don't know. For me, it just feels easier. It feels more natural to do it this way. Yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I mean, every golf game I've played before has been the, the press the button at the right point. Whereas, yeah, you get a lot more feedback this way. I mean, I, I have found that I do a lot of my shots fast and I uh, shoot off to the left every time I hit the ball, <laughs> which uh, I'm having to compensate for. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice control system. It does play nice. The game looks beautiful. Quite often in the sale, so uh, you know I do recommend wait till the sale comes around. Yeah, our, our, the, uh... our golf characters look completely normal. Nothing wrong with them at oh, all. Oh yeah, yeah, the giant baseball cap <laughs> and the uh, was it mine had a pumpkin on his head for a while. I believe he did have a pumpkin on his head for a while. He had to get no, rid of it. Eventually. Now does have a Chicago Bulls cap. Nice. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't know why I've just got a Chicago Bulls cap. <laughs> so next from that wreckfest. Uh, ah, I was expecting you to bring up wreckfest. No, I didn't think you would. I'm not the biggest fan of it, <laughs> but it's not a game to play single player because it's a generic, boring, destruction derby style game that you'd play on your own. And once you get used to beating the AI, it gets boring. Uh, admittedly, yeah, the AI is a bit easy to beat, so it does come into its own a bit more when you're playing online. Um, but no, I'm a big old fan of Rackfest. If any of you ever played the destruction derby games on the PS1, 20 odd years ago then you, you kind of know what to expect you have these stock car races where essentially you can crash people off the track uh, you have your destruction derbies where you're just all in a big circle trying to crash into each other as hard as possible but it, it does throw in extra things such as like um you know a destruction derby where you're all on combine harvesters or essentially a, a race around a loop track where you're in a reliant robin and everyone else is in buses yes <laughs> it's it's very much got its, its kind of own sense of humour about itself, and I, I, I do really well, you, appreciate that. You get the idea of where you start, because the very first race the, the game makes you do is um, it's a destruction derby event, but it's ride on lawnmowers yes. instead of cars. <laughs> and you, you get the humour of the game from the very first race. And yeah, it plays really well. Yeah, it handles really nicely as well. I mean, it, it's quite an arcadey style of handling. It's, it's not... Thankfully, is they haven't gone for realism in this because otherwise, the state of my car by the end of half the races, it shouldn't be able to drive. Well, no, yeah, quite surprised my uh, four wheel car didn't have two wheels by the end of it most times. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we've played uh, a, a bit of Wreckfest. Yeah, we've jumped back into Apex recently as well, haven't we? We have come back into Apex. Yes, uh, I can't figure out why we didn't play it for a while, but yeah, we, we're no, back in there now. I, I think it's just we we have too many games on the go. That's probably it, to be fair. We've been playing and, too much golf. That's what's been stopping us. Well, I think there was there was a point for a good couple of months where we hammered Final Fantasy fourteen as well. We did, yes. And we'll go on to Final Fantasy um, after Apex. Yeah, so Apex Legends, uh, again, it's a, it's a good little Battle Royale yeah. shooter. My favourite of the genre that's around at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't go back to playing like Fortnite when I view it's I mean it, it's by the guys that made Titanfall and Titanfall 2 in its heyday one of the best online multiplayer shooters you can play and unfortunately they, they don't seem to be making a Titanfall 3 so Apex Legends is the nearest we have at the moment but you know it takes the gunplay from that and it does it really really well yeah like you say I wouldn't play Fortnite I wouldn't Warzone wasn't bad Warzone was okay but, but it's it's the file size that kind of puts yeah, me off that. Yeah, it's the fact that you else. couldn't own any other game if you owned yeah. 
So yeah, Apex Legends, I, I like I like the stories that they put in there as well. It seems to have good lore and stories around it. Yeah, with the little comic books that they do. Yeah, yeah. and that's nicely done. Uh, what else did we play? Oh, I know what I played, and this one will shock everyone that knows me. I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake. My word. Yes. Haven't completed it. I got a few hours into the story. Didn't hate it. But then it's not necessarily <laughs> turn-based combat anymore. So. No, it is very much action RPG territory now. So yeah, I've um, I, now I've only played the PS4 version. I went for when this became free on PS Plus a few months ago. Yeah, back in April, it was it? Uh, yeah, probably March or April. You watch it, it's probably like December. We've right? just <laughs> lost months. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a stunning-looking game. Oh, it looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, I I think I saw you quickly play in the PS5 upgrade the other day, and yeah, that, that looked stunning as well. But even the PS4 version is just graphically one of the most beautiful games I think I've ever seen. Even yeah. if I don't, you know, I'm not the massive fan of the franchise. But yeah, it just looks stunning. Yeah, well, I'm that currently playing my way through it again now so I can get back up to where I was because I didn't actually transfer my save file over my PS4, which was daft. So yeah, playing through to get another completed save file on there and then I'll start playing Integrade. So yeah, fingers crossed we won't have to wait too long to hear of news of part two of the remake. Yeah, hopefully very soon. Yes. We'll stick with Final Fantasy then. I may as well uh, jump into Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, started this last September. I've been playing it almost constantly ever since. Taken a couple of weeks off recently just because we finally managed to finish the story and I thought I should give other games some time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm getting back into it now to start levelling up uh, old characters. But yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with Final Fantasy fourteen. Really good story. Enjoyed my gameplay as a Dragoon and the music is just absolutely phenomenal. We've had different <laughs> versions of playing this, haven't we? Yeah. I, I don't mind the game. It's an awful lot of reading, so for the first kind of the first game and about halfway through the second game, I think I cut uh, skipped every, pretty much every <laughs> cutscene there was. You did, yes. Um, so I had no idea what was going on, but that's because I, I was playing with Ian and our, our, our third friend Steve. We all play together on this, and it's a nice game. There's a couple of characters that annoy the hell out of me in it. You know, you know who you are, Alpha <laughs> No, and well, it doesn't matter which voice actor it is. Because that's a really odd thing about Final Fantasy fourteen. So you play the original game, yep. and you have voice actors for everyone. And then they decided to put a bit more money into the game and recast all the voice actors. Admittedly, with much better voice actors. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe not necessarily better voice actors, but seemingly ones that are far more invested in what they're doing in yeah. this game. And so everyone changes voice once you get to the end of year one, which was an odd feeling. It, it was, but having... Um so as part of it, you got these little eight-man raids you can do. And we didn't do the original one for a very long time. Like I think it was like last month or the month before we did it, and it has the original voice acting in it. And my word, the, the, the step down in quality for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm glad they put some more money into the voice acting. Yeah, but it's, it's a fun little game. Another thing we've got is I have one class, one character with one class. And that's all I'm going to go for in the game. Whereas Ian wants several characters, well, several classes on the one character. So you've got replay value. Plus, I haven't really done any side stories in it and side missions, whereas you're going through all the side missions. So I'm at the point where I've actually just cancelled my subscription and I'm waiting for the next DLC to drop in (laughs) 
later in the year. Well, one thing I did learn with the side missions was not to do them on my first character because I can then use them to level up all my others. So that's yeah. So I've I've done all of them up to and including Heaven's Ward, but yeah, I'm leaving the rest of them for my Dark Knight and my uh, my my Astrologian. But yeah, fully invested in that game. I suspect I'll be spending many more hours on it before Endwalker comes out. Yeah. Whereas I've got other games I want to play instead. <laughs> I, w- I will say now, I have not been back on uh, Assassin's Creed Vikings or whatever it was. Valhalla? That's the one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've not been back on that. I've also not been back on Watch Dogs Legion. No. I did actually re-download them the other day. Well, I said the other day, the other week. And they were sat on the PlayStation. Then I needed to do an update for something. Yep. And they just got removed because I'd still got no intention of playing them anytime soon. Fantastic. Game I have downloaded recently, um, although I, I've not played yet, but there is a reason behind this. So I like the Hitman games. I recently just picked up Hitman 3 because it's reviewed very well. I, I like the first two. But what I've never done is sat down and completely finished all of them. So with uh, Hitman 3, you can install, uh, if you own the previous PS4 copies, you can reinstall one and two as part of three and play it as a complete story so that's what i've done and i've actually restarted from hitman one so i've not actually touched hitman three yet because i'm still in the story of hitman one rather than three so i will give you a proper review on that next time that's because hopefully by then i will be somewhere (laughs) in the game well uh one game we both platinumed recently was operation tango oh yes yeah that was a a ps plus game a, a month or two ago so, yeah, we, we basically got into that. Did almost everything on it in, in the first night. Yeah. So you, you get to play as a basically a spy or a hacker, and you have to play two-player. So you even need two of you that have got the game, or uh, the game recommends you go on this Discord channel and try and yeah. find a, a partner that way. Yeah, you play as two-player. One of you plays as the hacker and does all the computery bits, and the other one plays as a spy and goes around the buildings and finds the things to hack or... Yep solves puzzles in the building and yeah in one night we we did the first we did a run through because there's there's trophies for playing as both characters so to to platinum you have to play through twice once each yeah so first first run through i was the hacker and you were the agent yeah you know found out little things that cause trophies such as uh, as the hacker you can take over a security cam with a gun on it if you happen to kill your friend you somehow get an achievement for that They, they consider that a good thing but, uh, but no, it's, it's quite nice that the two different styles of gameplay and that you've got the one person essentially doing a first-person run-around type game, solving puzzles, whereas you've then got the guy who's hacking, essentially just looking at a, screen, a computer screen, going through into different files and just trying to open the pathway, as it were, for the character as the agent. Yeah, I quite like these like two-player games that yeah. are like this. I, we, we played A Way Out. We did. A few months ago, and we enjoyed that, apart from the fishing. And then <laughs> fishing was easy, mate. They're not your problem with us. Yeah. <laughs> We've played that. I do want to play It Takes Two eventually. I would yeah. like to play that. Who's done by the same people as a way out? Yeah, I'll be but yeah, Operation Tango was was very well done. It's not the longest of games. I mean, if you're quick at picking it up, you'd probably platinum it within a couple of hours, two or yeah. three hours. But yeah, it's, it's a lovely little game. It plays really nicely. Fun cartoony graphics style. Yeah. But uh, again, it's not too long a game, and especially you know if you get it free on PS Plus, absolute bargain. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely worth um, finding a friend and, and having a bash <laughs> at it in if you've got it downloaded, or if not, pick it up on the PlayStation Store. 
Actually, speaking of uh, two-player co-op games, and you've already mentioned horror, at some point we will have to play Man of Madame together. That's that's something I'd like to see us do. Yeah. <laughs> you've already played that, though, haven't you? I, I have, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Right. But I, I can play it from the other characters' perspectives when I play with you. Okay, so I'm going to have to go on the Xbox and download that at some stage, <laughs> am I? I mean, one you mentioned on the Xbox earlier that I've got downloading on the PlayStation that's gone on the PlayStation Store this week is The Plague Tale. Ah, yes, the PS5 um, version. Came yeah, because the, P- the, the PS Plus game this month is uh, A Plague Tale, which has the PS5 update in. The Xbox update comes out in a few weeks, I believe. I, I think they're actually on the same day. I, I think they the Xbox One came out yesterday. Oh, okay. Then. So, no, it might have been... I, I might already be wrong. But yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's it's coming out either. It already is out or it is coming out soon. I've got that downloading to give that a go of. Obviously, not played as yet. <laughs> um... What else have we played? I've played a little, We've been back on Star Trek Online a little bit recently, but that's purely because we're collecting ships. Yeah, there's a free ship, so I'll, I'll go on and I'll do that. Yeah. I'm not heavily invested in Star Trek Online. No, well, the, the summer event is on. That feels like it was only two weeks ago since the, the summer event oh, was on last year. Th- th- this last year has been absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> um, what else have we played? We've been playing Pure Pool most of the time. Yeah, I don't want to talk about pure pool. <laughs> Just because of what it's done to you. Yeah. You've been playing Destiny, Avengers. Uh, oh, yes. Control. So uh, I, f- I finished off uh, the Avengers story. Well, we both finished off the Avengers story, but you've not been back on it since, have you? No. Uh, whereas I've now done the two DLCs that have come out, the one for Kate Bishop and the one for uh, uh, Hawkeye, Clint Barton. They're, they're both actually, they play really well. I mean, I... I've done the two stories, and I I then haven't gone back into the game to do anything else. I'm going to say that it's still got the same problems of the replay value still isn't there, because he's just grind the same hack and slash arenas and kill the (laughs) same boss every day to get the rewards that that a lot of these games have. But uh, don't get me wrong, the story sections are are very nicely done. Uh, The Kate Bishop one is a good story. Uh, Clint Barton's is probably a better story, but shorter. I think Clint's was only like four levels and it seemed to be over before it really started. Yeah. So uh, if you've got the game, it's worth playing because I, I believe the DLCs are free. Or yes. maybe only if you bought the yeah, deluxe yeah. version. I, no, I, no, I think DLCs are free. I, I haven't paid for them, so <laughs> I haven't paid enough for the game. But Destiny, uh, again, I'm the only one playing this at the moment. You've, yeah. you've even uninstalled it. Yep. After the big episode two... <laughs> This is the best game we've ever played. You've got it uninstalled, and I've kind of... It's its just not really going anywhere. At the no. It's... So, the season that came out in September, which actually came out in November because it was delayed beyond light, was uh, a good season. But once you'd finished... Well, that wasn't necessarily the season story. That was just the new, the new content for the year. Once you'd finished that, the season itself was pretty poor. Um, that was collecting the the Rathborton hunts. Yeah, which wasn't very good. Nope. Um, <laughs> it it didn't, didn't actually take that long. No, it was. Something it I, just was couldn't be bothered. I mean, the, the final level wasn't too bad, but the, the the main story or the main body of the story wasn't very good at all. And yeah, the events took you, you could literally do an event in about two minutes, and it was really quick and boring. And then the last season, season of the Chosen, was the Cabal. Um, so the Emperor's Daughters arrived. The Proving Grounds, is it? Yeah. And that was a good story. 
but the proving rounds were two uh, basically just like short versions short versions of strikes yeah and they, they, and they, not, they not were, very interesting yeah strikes, they were they had like maybe two areas that you went to and that was it and yeah it was like two areas in a boss fight and it was just and the the the, the boss fight wasn't exactly a you need to use skill kind of thing it was just a bullet sponge yeah and they are bullet sponges. Too much life, too many stomp mechanics for yeah. not being able to use close range weapons, but then they want you to use close range weapons because that's what they buff. And yeah. So again, story wasn't bad. Uh, included a new strike at the end of the season, which wasn't bad. And then this season, Season of the Splicer, again, it's not a bad story. The event isn't too bad it's kind of one event that takes place on one of four planets that you do a couple of times a week or three times a week and then it's given you like a mission to do after that and uh, the missions haven't been bad it's taking you to like the vex homeworld as a uh, a fallen splicer you you are working with the fallen now in this yeah i mean from my experience the best thing that's happened in destiny this last year was that mini dungeon where you go into that uh, that essentially wrecked spaceship to find that scout rifle and essentially just kind yes. of jumping and puzzling your way through it actually making you think as you go through it rather than things like the proving grounds where it's like well here's a large number of enemies point your guns at them i i think that by far was the best thing they've done with it at least this annual year yeah i i, I don't disagree um that was good that was the, the, the Presage mission. That's the one. Um, this season's, uh, like I say, the, the, the one this season, the mission is called Expunge. Um, but it, it differs very, uh, differs slightly every week. There's three versions of it. And there is an exotic at the end of it. And it's much shorter. Yeah. Because it, it only takes like, well, there's, there's challenges to do all three versions. And I think the quickest one is like in six minutes. Yeah. So it's, it's not long. So it almost kind of sounds like the uh, the simulation things that you did in Beyond Light. Yeah, yeah, that okay. kind of uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like so we had um, the Solstice. So yeah, we we had the Solstice. Yeah, which started yesterday, and so I've I've looked at doing the grind for that, and well, I mean that that was a palaver last night. So Destiny, when Season of Splicer came out. There was an issue where no one could get into the game for the first 12 hours. But so Bungie had to take the game offline, do emergency maintenance, and then everyone could get in the game. But, so last night, the solstice started again. Update goes in at 6 o'clock. Lo and behold, <laughs> everyone can get into the game, but then it's getting weasel errors like every two minutes. You, literally, you were loading into an area, and you either wouldn't get to the area, or you'd be in the area, kill two, uh, two ads, and then get kicked out of the game. And it's the last two updates Bungie have done. It killed feels the like they haven't tested it at all, <laughs> because it's literally just killed the playability of the game. Yeah. And then I'm like, if you're a Destiny player, there's a there's a big issue at the moment with the the pvp aspect of it the the crucible especially um the trials of osiris the, oh, yes. the, the end game pvp content it is one of the worst sweat boxes i have ever seen in well, a game it's got that problem where the idea of trials is that you go and you win seven games in a row and to be able to do that you need to come across seven teams that you're better than the problem you have there is the people that aren't very good will go in a couple of times realize they're not very good at it and not want to go back in ever so the only people yeah. you have left in there 
are the ones who are really good, and they keep beating each other, and now they're all getting annoyed that it's not as easy as it used to be. Yeah. With that in mind, one of the triumphs that to, to get the Ulama unlocked last night was Kill 30 Guardians. And I'm like, I can't even be bothered going to normal Crucible <laughs> to do that. You know what, I did this... I, I've done the Solstice for the last three years and done all the triumphs and got all the top armour, apart from when I have to do Tries of Osiris. But this year, I can't even be bothered to go into the Crucible and kill 30 Guardians. Yeah. I mean, like I said to you, if it was 10 Guardians, I could do that in a couple of Crucible matches. But 30 Guardians is going to take me an hour in like six or seven Crucible matches. And I, I know that might now seem a lot to some people, but I'm not very good at the Crucible. You know, <laughs> I, I have the odd game where I get 15 kills, but most games I will probably get five. Yeah, and, that, and then you wake up. Yeah. And you switch Destiny on, and then you die instantly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I have... I mean, we both had days where we've been in the Crucible, and we've yeah. had good days. But I, mean, I, I still remember that weird game where I got 21 kills, and I don't know why or how. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I finish top of a top of a team tree, you know it's because the team I was with was absolutely <laughs> goddamn awful. I mean, a, a lot of it for me with Destiny is that there's just not, there's just not enough variety in what you do. And again, this is what pulled me into Final Fantasy. That there's so many things I can do. In fact, there's probably too much that I can do yeah. at the minute. Whereas I go to Destiny, I'm like, well, I can't have done all this before. And oh, look, they've taken more strikes out. So now there's even less variety there. I just feel like it's become a little bit of a, a joke. I mean, today Bungie announced that there's, um, I think it was August 24th, they're doing the reveal of uh, the, the next DLC, The Witch Queen. Which is next January? But yeah, it should have been September it's been released. It's now been moved to January. So you're doing a reveal stream for a game that's not coming out, or a DLC that's not coming out for six months. Yeah. You know, you, you'll hype everyone up about it now, and by the time Christmas rolls around, everyone forgot about it. I don't see the point. No, and honestly, they're going to have to do something major, like similar to what they did with uh, The Taken King, to, to really get me to come back into it, where suddenly there's actually stuff to do again. There's interest in what's happening in the story. There's you know, guns that are useful that I want to use. That, that's actually something that really did annoy me, something that did push me away from it, was every gun that I enjoyed using, they just decided to nerf. Yeah. And it, it seems to be almost like a, a doctrine for them, where they say, oh, lots of players are using this gun. Let's not say design other guns with that same philosophy in mind. It's Let's make that gun rubbish so they can use some of the other stuff we made. And I hate that. The best example was Falling Guillotine, the sword, mm. recently. So they put a sword in that's a basically a copy of an exotic sword from Destiny 1. And uh, so it was Dark Drinker in Destiny 1. The, yep. the, the Destiny 2 version was an, uh, a legendary weapon called Falling Guillotine. Great sword. Super powerful. Great fun Bungie, to use. Bungie left it for six months and I nerfed it. Well, no, it wasn't even six months, was it? It was about three months. Yeah. They left it for a season, then nerfed it because everyone was using swords and they wanted people to start using other heavy weapons. Even after the nerf, it was still the best gun in the, or best weapon in the game or best heavy in the game, so everyone still used Falling Guillotine. They've then nerfed it again. Yeah. But it's still pretty much the best exotic, in, <laughs> uh, the best legendary weapon in the game. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's literally the last big buff a weapon got was rocket launchers yeah but the buff the rocket launchers got was nowhere near replacing what the swords were before no. so and that's the thing you you make a weapon that's fun realize that it's fun and what makes it fun 
and then make some more using that same thing as a guideline. Don't just go, oh, it's fun. We'll take it away from you. Yeah. One of the things that always gets me is you watch the, the media team for Bungie and whenever there's issues or complaints, they'll always go, oh, we're, we're listening. We're, we're reading all your comments and whatever. But I follow the people that run like the Destiny social media account. And you know, the, only, the only people that I see them reply to are the big streamers that you know have got yeah. the, the million followers on Twitch. They never respond to anyone else normally. Nope. And you just know that they don't actually read. It's all right saying they do and paying lip service to it. But there's plenty of problems in the game that they do not fix. Yet they're straight on oh, there's a cheese for this, or all oh, this weapon is too powerful, or all oh, this super's too powerful, or oh, Telesto has broken something again. <laughs> They've designed a gun that Telesto. keeps breaking the game, <laughs> yet they keep punishing us for this fact. It's ridiculous. I mean, was it, was it, um, what was the one, there was a piece of exotic armor that was broken, so we got turned off for one of the raid racers. Yeah. Rather than fixing it or <laughs> letting it go because it's their mistake, it just they disabled this piece of exotic armour <laughs> for this event. It's ridiculous. Well, anyway, before, before this has danger of turning into the Why and Hates Destiny Now podcast... We'll... I don't hate it. I'm still on it every week. I still do the story. I'm the only one that's uh, of us that has it installed and I'm the only one that plays it. So I don't hate it. I just... I'm happy to converse about the problems that this game has. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we've been doing the last six months. <laughs> so, uh, are we done? I was going to ask, guys, if there's anything you've got to look forward to coming up, besides uh, the Witch Queen in January. Uh, the Witch Queen in January, <laughs> yeah. Um, as I said, the uh, Xbox-wise, uh, the Flight Slim I'm looking forward to play when that comes out. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to playing 12 Minutes when that comes out in August. I'm also looking forward to, uh, and I cannot for the life of me at this moment in time, remember the name of it, but the game that caused the controversy a couple of weeks ago because it was meant to be coming out on PlayStation and now isn't. Starfield. Starfield, that's the one. That, I'm looking forward to playing that as well because I, I, although we've not really seen a lot of it because we've only seen like a, a video and yeah. it's not really any gameplay, but it seems like it'll be... a a good game, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's probably got Anthem written all over it. <laughs> well, for myself, well, I've currently got a couple of games I've got lined up that I want to play, which is the uh, first one being Mario Golf. I have actually now purchased that and will get around to properly playing that at some point. Cool. So I'm going to get on to Final Fantasy VII Intergrade at some point once uh, once I finish the main story again. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Yeah, that was the next one I was going to mention. Um, Yeah, I've got that pre-ordered, along with a new set of uh, Zelda-themed... Excellent. ...controllers for the the Switch. Yeah, I've I've also got the Zelda Joy-Cons on the way. I guess one of the things we could mention is the uh, announced yesterday, the new Switch itself. Oh, the the new Switch OLED. Yes, Um, (laughs) which uh, I've conversed with my wife. I will be purchasing later in the year. (laughs) He's got his permission. Yes, it's it's Christmas sorted already in uh, in July. We we've talked about this, and I think I'm more excited for this than you are. Alien Fireteam Elite. Yes, it looks interesting, and the videos look like it's good, but there's not a lot of actual gameplay in the video. Yeah, and this is why I'm cautious because I remember Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm going to see some gameplay of this before I purchase it. I mean, it's only. I think it's £35 on the store. 
I mean, I'm looking at the deluxe version now, which is 60, but I probably won't buy that because I think it's a couple <laughs> of skins. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to play it because I, I like the Alien franchise, although I, I am scared to finish Alien Isolation. <laughs> Alien Isolation is a great game, done really well. The AI on the game is pretty much the best enemy AI I think I've ever seen in a game. Yeah, there's no... Other than when you first meet it, there's nothing pre-scripted about it. It just wanders around looking for you. Yeah, it's it's very, very well done. And I'm just worried that this is just going to be a, a general poorly made multiplayer shooter. And if it is, then I'll be disappointed. What I've seen of it, I like the look of. But unfortunately, gameplay-wise, we've seen very little of it. Yeah, yeah, we, we, shall, uh, we shall hold fire on that one. Speaking of games you haven't seen too much gameplay of, but that should be remedied tomorrow, is Deathloop. Yeah, I, I've mentioned this before that I want this. I, I'm very close to hitting the pre-order button on this. Yeah. I like what I've seen. We've seen gameplay of this, which is one of the things that impresses me. Uh, I like the, the idea behind the game, yeah. which again is another time loop where you've got to assassinate several people during the day, but at the same time there's also an assassin that's after trying to kill you, so you've got to avoid being killed, while at the same time assassinating eight people in the same day. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the story. The gameplay looks nice. We've got Sony doing a state of play tomorrow, which they said is going to include... Uh, significant gameplay chunks. Yeah, so, I, I am expecting good things from it just because it's from the guys who did Dishonored, which yeah. is a tremendous game series. So I can pretty much see me hitting pre-order on that at the moment because yeah. there is uh, there uh, there is 10% off on the PlayStation Store currently, <laughs> which runs out the day before it's released. So I, I could pretty much see if that's a good reveal trailer tomorrow. Yeah, um, me me hitting purchase on that yeah that's what i'm i'm looking forward to yeah i I, you know what i can't i've not sat here and gone there's a lot coming out that i want Hmm. that's coming out that i haven't already it's like there's the games on the xbox i don't know are coming out in a couple of months there's zelda which i've had pre-ordered for a few or pretty much since the day i knew about it Deathloop is the big maybe alien fighter teams is the the the, the possibly maybe well two two things for me that i'm looking forward to which have gone a bit quiet for Admittedly, good reason. Um, are the PS5 versions of Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk? Oh, I'm, yes. I'm looking forward, first of all, playing Witcher 3 with PS5 power behind it because I love the original as it was. So I'd love to see what it looks like now. And Cyberpunk, I'd actually like to be able to see a version of the game that could be played. So. Yeah, because yeah, well, neither of us have gone back to play Cyberpunk. Um, our, our friend Rob has played Cyberpunk all the way through. He's the one with the cheeky CD version of the PS5, so he bought a cheeky £20 copy of the game. And um, he's played through it. And so he's played it on a PS5. Said he played all right, but there were still a lot of glitches. And all the people I've seen that have been talking about the game in the state it's in at the moment, even though they're saying that it's in a good place at the moment. Yeah, the, 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 there was isn't. a rather large patch, I think, came in a week or two ago, Yeah, which apparently fixed a lot of the bugs to the point where CD Projekt Red said they're happy with where it is, but they're going to keep on working on but it. But then I saw IGN did a brand new review of the game. The guy mm-hmm. who did the original review re-reviewed it and just went, no, it's pretty much almost as bad as it was, especially if you're on the PS4. Nine out of ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um not that I'd, I'd like to mention other gaming review places, but um, yeah. So I'm yeah I'm still waiting for the PS5 version of this before I, I go and play it. Yeah. Um, I want I I want to like it. I want to play it. 
but I want to give it the best chance I can of liking it. Yes, last thing I want to do with it is go into it with this tainted vision of it from having played a poor version of the game. I'd to, to be fair, I'd rather CD Projekt Red had just waited longer to release it, but obviously the the marketing side of things decided no, it needs to come out yeah, now. Whether you want to, or the not. money men take control of. Uh... Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna hold fire until, like you said, the PS5 version comes out. But uh, but yeah, there's also um, Back for Blood, which is due to come out at some point. I'm not entirely sure when it's due to be released, but uh, hopefully this year. Uh, for those of you that remember the Left for Dead games. Uh, for essentially four-player co-op uh, survival horror, in a way, where essentially you had to fight hordes upon hordes of zombies as a group of four using whichever weapons were to hand, whether they be guns, axes, samurai swords. And it would essentially be you go from safe house to safe house, where once you get to the safe house, nothing can come after you. You've got a checkpoint, you fill up on all your ammo, and off you go again. And it was a superbly made game. It had something, um, it was something like a game director, it called itself, where the game reacts to how you play. So if it sees that you're struggling, it may ease off a little bit and give you some more weapons or health in the area. If it sees you're doing really well, it will throw more things your way, and it will just adapt to the game as you're going to match your skill level. But yeah, I, I love both the Left 4 Dead games and anything that wants to try and replicate it on current hardware, I'm more than happy to give a go. Good, good. And the last one I'm going to mention that yep. I've just remembered about, uh, the Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy game, which has been done by the same people who've done the Marvel Avengers game. Um, again, that looks very nice. What they've taken out of this is the multiplayer aspect. So now this is just a single player game, which I think is not necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, I think the whole games as a service thing ruined the Avengers a bit. It's It was a good story to play through. As soon as it threw you out into the, uh, the almost MMO-style world of it, it lost all kind of sense of direction or sense of purpose. Nothing kind of felt like, oh, I've got to go do this to advance this. It was just all, well, there's a mission I can do there, mission I can do there. Might get something out of it doesn't really lead to anything one of the things i found odd and i think i read this it was either today or yesterday i read this one of the pieces of feedback avengers has had is that players are upset that they can't if they play multiplayer there can't be multiple versions of the same character in the same instance mm. so you couldn't all be black widow well but apparently they're now changing that so you all could yeah i mean you, you think with the whole marvel multiverse that would be a very easy fix to write in if they wanted to do it for story purposes yeah but yeah, they're, they're now writing that in. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy because I think as a single-player story game, Avengers was very good. It's just the replay value afterwards of playing the multiplayer side of it, yeah. which I didn't necessarily rate that much. So Guardians of the Galaxy hopefully will be a, a nicely done game. But yeah, so that's pretty much where we've been for the last six months. A little bit of Xbox, a lot of PlayStation. Yeah, and... Hopefully we'll see you again by Christmas. Yeah. But, uh... No, we'll be back monthly after this. That's more of a threat than anything, but yes, that, <laughs> that, that, that is the plan. So, yeah, that's where we've been. That's what we're looking to do. And hopefully we'll be back soon with more. So, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Bye. Bye.